0: And welcome to Shop Talk, The Real Estate Show. I'm John Forche, and joining me on this episode are Tanya Eberhardt and Michael Carr, founders and partners of Brandface, an organization dedicated to helping you brand yourself and your business better. First of all, uh, Tanya and Michael, thank you for joining me.
1: Hey, thanks for having us, Jonathan.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so let's just start with your background. How did you two get started?
1: Oh, wow. I'm going to let Michael answer that one.
2: I, do we want to know uh, individually how we got started? Yeah, yeah let's do individually. Okay, individually. Um, I was uh, raised by a car dealer, and we bought all of our cars at auction. And I enjoyed the thought process of, uh, of that. And so uh, my desire as a young child was to be an auctioneer. And I became one in 91, and then the guy that trained me told me to get my real estate license uh, because I might be able to call a farm sale or something like that on a Saturday or something. I did that. I did that in 94, 1994. And then I chased some auctions. We did a lot of 10 auctions, a lot of estate sales. I auctioned off a lot of properties, individual properties, things like that. Um, In 2000, I opened up a brokerage because I didn't want to work underneath anybody else anymore and wanted to sort of like carve my own path. And I still didn't do anything with the brokerage until about 2006. And in 2006, I was asked to broker a deal for a company out of Irvine, California that wanted to go after the REOs. And so in 2007, when the debacle hit, We were able to have some successful sales in some major cities, and we just began to leapfrog from there. And I ended up with an office uh, in Atlanta, an office here in the suburbs of Atlanta, in Jefferson, Georgia, an office in Irvine, and an office in Seattle, Washington. And I ended up licensed in 27 states as a real estate broker, and 32 or three, I always lose count, as an auctioneer. Wow. So um, so we spent the next seven years of our life selling property like that. And then I knew that obviously we we're working ourselves out of a job and I wanted to get back home and quit, get off the airplane for a while and, and sort of reestablish some roots. So I came back to my hometown or 10 miles, 15 miles north of my hometown and opened up a brokerage. And uh, that became Michael Carr Associates. So here we are today on your podcast. Thank
0: you. Wow. Are you still licensed in that many states?
2: No, I, uh, it's very hard to keep up with that. Yeah. Um, you know, when the REO started coming down, you know, I had a staff of probably eight in Irvine alone and four in Atlanta. And so it, we just did not want that much anymore, but we still do broker in 12 States and we're very active in six of those. And of course, Georgia being the first one, but we just brought it back into a regional and, and deal because of arms link transactions obviously are something that are uh, you know, a little bit more cumbersome than when I'm just being rolling through a hundred properties in a day as an auction, right? So, but we're fixing to open up hopefully our uh, our third location, which is going to be in Jacksonville, North Carolina, uh, here in the next month. So. Great. Yeah. Wow. All
0: right, Tanya, how about you?
1: Um, I uh, I started college um, actually selling vacuum cleaners door to door to pay my way through school. And I did that for about three years. Um, I ended up demonstrating and selling a vacuum cleaner to a radio station engineer one day who said, you know, we have a job opening available in sales at radio, at the radio station. You really should interview for that. And I didn't want to at first, but I thought, what the heck? So 18 years later, I was still in media sales. And uh, those first two um, positions in my life were very instrumental in where I sit today. First of all, I had to present myself as very different as you can imagine, um, selling vacuum cleaners, you had to approach the door with a story. And uh, you couldn't just approach it with, hey, I want to show you a vacuum cleaner. (laughs) You you had to tell a story like, you know, I'm a poor college student, please let me in. I get credits for showing this even if you don't buy kind of thing. So I positioned myself that way. And that was my first taste of personal branding. And then when I went to radio, I began to see how um, it transformed the local business owners in the area who were uh, the voice of their brand and the face of their brand, it boosted their business like crazy and they were almost like rock stars whenever they walked into a room. So that piqued my interest a whole lot and that's really where it all started. Then I began dragging my radio clients into the studio and making them cut their own commercials and and basically standing with a ruler tapping on their hand, no, no, say it this way kind of thing. (laughs) And then, um, and that is really uh, fast forward years later. I had a, an integrated marketing company for a number of years. And, uh, and then after uh, Michael just talked about the big real estate debacle, when that, when that happened, a lot of people, you know, their business dropped and my business dropped at that point in time as well. I was able to bring it back up, but, um, but I also learned that, um, personal branding was really the thing that I was most passionate about. And if I was going to focus on anything, that's what it was going to be. And, um, I was writing the book, almost finished with it when I met Michael actually. And, um, Michael became the first real estate brand face client six years ago. Um, and, uh, and the rest is history. So now he's gone from client to business partner.
0: Wow. So that's how you two met is that he would, he started as a client.
1: Yep, yep, sure is. Wow. It is.
0: So, yeah, Michael, I had,
2: yeah go ahead. I had a, um, a, the first, actually, the person that talked me into opening a brokerage in town um, is her aunt. And mm. she kept telling me, but, you know, we're in Jefferson, Georgia. She's in Columbus, Ohio. I had no idea she existed. And she, and they, um, but Miss Carolyn said, look, your marketing's awful and uh, you need help. <laughs> And, uh, and she was right and so i still i still at every party and company get together and function i still point out the fact that miss carolyn's the whole reason why but what was cool about it was she was calling me and telling me how bad that was and i needed tanya's help and she was calling tanya and telling tanya that, that uh that i was expecting her phone call and so she totally like who do this and, and <laughs> Tanya called one day and said, "I don't know if I'm supposed to be calling you or you're supposed to be calling me, but you know, apparently we're supposed to talk or whatnot." And it's uh, a real
0: parent trap situation. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh,
2: we call it a visionary now. But, yeah. Uh, that's how we got together. So
0: wow, uh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my probably my favorite course in, uh that I took as a grad student was in personal branding. So um, this is a great topic. I mean, it's something. The CE shop, we do online real estate education. So we're constantly seeing how much better people could have their business if only they put some more time into branding. Uh, Why do you think that building your brand is so important?
1: Um, I think it's because um, basically I'll I'll take it right back to the brand face mantra today is people don't do business with a logo. They do business with a person. So so you really want to have, there's a human factor in everything that we do. Um, we don't choose a real estate agent because most of the time, because of the brokerage that they're from, right? Or the logo on the on the business card. Now, a lot of people out there would argue that point and I'm open to the debate on it. But the point is they won't choose a logo over a person. The only time you ever hear somebody say, oh, well, they went with this firm or that firm because they were a lot larger or they had a you know better name recognition or whatever. It's like, no, that's not why they chose that person. They chose that person because you didn't build enough Value in yourself uh, to overcome that, and so so that's why we feel it's really important. It's the human factor,
2: and and especially with us, it's personal branding, and that's you know that's so important, right? Because an individual, when we're talking about people that own their own company, and especially if they're going to stay in a marketplace, they need to be known. Like it just makes all the sense in the world that they, they are recognized when they come in, and it's not like we're building a coca-cola brand i mean it'd be cool if it all grew into that right but but we're talking personal branding and weaving that story in is why people make decisions to do business with you long before they ever even meet you yeah and, and i think that people tanya showed me i needed that you know what i mean i was hidden behind a veil that was michael Carr and associates but that didn't mean anything to anybody like that could have been anything i could have been accused of being in a law firm or something you yep. know It didn't really, it said anything real estate, but she put my face on it and it made all the difference in the world in our town that we live in. It's
1: face and his story, you know, the story is really what makes all the difference because the story, and we were just talking about that today on the uh, webinar that we do for our clients every week. Um, A lady was on there, we had read through her biography and she said, you know, I've never put that much personal stuff out about myself, but I can now see how that would make, big difference in somebody trying to decide whether they're going to do business with me. Because if you can connect to somebody on a personal level, that makes that relationship so much deeper.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. How come real estate agents are such a focus for Brandface?
2: I think that uh, I could probably answer that. I think that it's because of me, um, because I was the first real estate brand face client that Tanya had. I wasn't the first client uh that she had she'd been working principles for years and years and years and then she just applied those same principles to me. And uh and so in doing that and showing me those stages, like she had said earlier, she was finishing up a book that I didn't even know existed at the time. And it was about, I don't know what, a year and a half after we started working together, maybe close to two, that she asked me, you know, hey were you we co-write the, a bo- another book, another series, and, and just address it to real estate agents. Wow. And so that just became the focus of it because we, in doing it, and I had, at that time, I had uh, three or four agents, real tiny. We're still small brokers. We keep it that way on purpose, like a boutique style. I mean, we, <laughs> we, want, we designed the whole purpose to be you know, interactive with not only with our agents but also fairly close to our customers. And so she took that message obviously and and began to put that message out there. And what it just we saw that there was a need even with my own agents and then we saw there was a need with other agents. So it was just a natural fit. And then when the book went uh, international bestseller and eight number one in eight categories on Amazon. We're like, okay, this, you know, this needs to be the focus we that in brand face anyway. So let's focus on this genre of business people that that we think we could help the most. And that's sort of what we stuck with.
0: That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a niche market and there's a huge need for it. Uh, so what would you say to somebody if they said they don't really have a unique story
1: Right. Right. Everyone has a unique story. In fact, everyone has a brand already. We just may not be in control of that brand. We may not have shaped it and formed it in the way we deserve to be seen. So everybody has, it creates like when you, when you have a meeting with someone, you leave there with a certain feeling about that person. Right. That's really a brand branding is the art of differentiation to us though. Okay, that that's how we define it. And so if you if you don't feel like you have a brand, um, you do. Everybody has one. So it's kind of like like looking at um, I think we were talking about this earlier. Um, Branding is a lot like uh, if you try to leave the house for vacation and you got your suitcases packed uh, and you're all ready to go. If you don't have your brand defined, you don't know where you're going or how you're going to get there, right? Because it's the path. It, it says, a great brand says five things. What sets you apart, who you serve, how you serve them, what qualifies you to serve them, and how it makes their life better. Your brand is really a lot about the, the ideal customer, even more than it is about you. So you want to create this authentic brand. You want to put out the authentic things about you to attract the kind of people you want to do business with every day. So if you don't have that path laid out and you don't know who your ideal customers are and you don't know what sets you apart and what you have to offer to them, it really is like standing at the front door with your mm-hmm. suitcases and not knowing where you're going to go.
0: So the brand gives you the roadmap basically. Yeah.
2: It gives you a lot of focus, yeah. uh, it really which is so does. important. Like, and we don't realize it, especially real estate agents. I know I've been one for many years, and they, it, it's very, you know, in our business. I tell people when they get into business, I'm like, "This is going to be the lowest paying, easiest job you've ever had in your life, and it's probably going to be the the best paying, very hard job that you've ever had in your life, right? Because it's all about the motivation that we bring upon ourselves. Because there is no dream job in real estate where you just automatically just make millions of dollars and you don't really have to do anything for it. Like we work, we work. Right. And everybody knows that. And so yep. um, it's, it's uh, you gotta, you gotta have that brand in place to, to attract those ideal customers that, that you want to work with. And, and that's the whole plan behind it. And it gives you focus and takes those shiny things away that we get distracted with every day, even down to, you know, uh, rent, lawyers, um, uh, kids, what anything that would be taking our time, even down to the way we prospect. All of that needs to be brought down into a focus and then targeted towards an ideal customer that's already attracted to you because of who you are. And it all blends together mm-hmm. to make a personal brand.
0: So what are the most common problems that you encounter when working with clients? you have any branding horror stories?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so one, I think the first thing that a lot of people get stuck on and what I feel is like the biggest fear in business period, not just in real estate is the fear of focus. What Michael was just talking about it because we think we look at that as very restrictive. We only think of what we're losing, not what we're gaining by being more focused and that's just a human nature to feel that way. Right. And, and so that fear focus definitely does that. And then, you know, not really, um, practicing it. As Michael says, consistency, consistency, not being, once you define and develop that brand, once you know the focus and you define and develop that brand and put it out there, you have to be consistent with it. You can't just say, well, I've been putting my brand out there for three weeks and I haven't had one customer yet, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a lifetime thing. <laughs> so, and and honestly, we've had agents that whose who's life changed in a matter of a week or two. You know, it's not typical, but the moment you begin to know your brand and you start to get defined with it and you know your purpose and who you're designed to work with and how, what you're going to bring to the table, it it adds a whole new energy to your approach. And you're now able to walk up to somebody and with great clarity say, I'm Tanya and this is exactly what I do and this is why I... I was made for you. Right. And then instantly people sense that they know that and it's almost like you were made for them. And so pe- we've had people get clients in the first week of the program just because of their new brand, because the moment you know what, where you're going, you begin to think differently and have different conversations and email people with different text in the emails. And that whole thought process begins to change almost immediately. But the consistency of that is what matters. So those are the two things I would say, focus and consistency are are where people go wrong.
0: After the break, we talk about how your branding can help you stand out from the pack.
1: Are you thinking about a career in real estate? The CE Shop pre-licensing courses are the best in the industry. Available online and constantly updated with helpful insights from industry experts. Even better, the CE Shop students have a 91% pass rate on their licensing exam. Shop for your pre-licensing CE or post-licensing courses online and save 25% on your order by using promo code SHOPTALK.
2: How can an agent better brand themselves? How can they better brand themselves? Well, Um, depending on where the baseline is is obviously facial recognition is the first thing that you got to do, right? Yeah. We teach that, um, that, you know, how to, in our program, how to come up with a point of differentiation, you've got to do that. I think that that's the number one place that people go wrong. We, we talk about, you know, standing out in the, in the sea of sameness, which Mm -hmm. is, which is what real estate is in so many ways. You know, we all have, the access to the same uh, uh, platforms, right? We have the same marketing platforms, we have the same, we all can come up with the same marketing campaigns, we can, we can uh, syndicate it to all the websites, you know, we can get it on our FMLSs. we can build campaign sites around it, like we all have access to all those same things. But what makes us stand apart? Like what makes us different? So if there was one thing that I thought that people needed to do to be branded better, it would be that you've got to find where you're different, where that point of differentiation mm-hmm. is. And we teach, you know, it doesn't have to be something that, we're not looking for the magic word. There's no word or slogan really that's going to say anything, uh, say everything and encompass everything that you are inside of that brand. But, you know, you want to find something that makes you stand out that is an inarguable point and not subjective. And uh, then you got to do it you got to do it consistently. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of compressed. That's the zip file version of
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's something that we, we talked about, we talk about a lot, which is when an agent is starting out, you know, trying to find what makes you different, what is your niche and how can you better cater to people using that niche? Um, I mean, it sounds like that, that obviously is a huge part of branding yourself, especially as a real estate agent.
1: It absolutely is. And, and Jonathan, if you send, send your folks to our YouTube channel, uh, it's at brand face star. There's a video there called the stare method, S T A I R the stare method. That's our trademarked method for teaching people exactly how to go through those steps to differentiate themselves. So that's going to help them a lot.
0: Awesome. Yeah. We'll link to that in the show notes. Okay. Uh, So how much does social media play into branding?
1: A whole heck of a lot. (laughs) A whole lot. Yeah, a whole lot. And I think it's because it, it has become the replacement of a front porch, right? So we used to go like when I grew up, I was I had a front porch on my house and everybody in the county at some point in time came and sat on our front porch because <laughs> that's just we were kind of like Grand Central Station. So that was the social world. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. and now it's all on the social platforms like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. So it is how we interact with people when we can't be face to face and. You have such an incredible opportunity to put your brand out there in a way that is both authentic and, uh, and different, a little exciting, you know? So you have a, an opportunity to shape that. Um, and by shaping, we don't mean creating a cartoon brand and putting a lot of things out there that aren't true, um, but we just mean being your authentic self and uh, and put out there what sets you apart from everybody else. And, and uh, as Michael says, it's that zip file, right? But put it all together and uh, and display your brand across social media because organically it's free, right? hmm it's free. And that's how we communicate with people. There is uh, a lot of people, you'll hear a lot of agents say, well, Facebook doesn't work. I don't get any business from Facebook. Most of the time, what that means is they're not differentiating themselves on Facebook. Uh, on, um, social media well enough. They don't have a really defined brand that's truly memorable. So they may end up across the feed kind of appearing a lot like everybody else, posting a lot of the same things and nothing really pops or stands out. That's number one lesson to learn, you know? Um, and then the other one is just um, making sure that you consistently post things and post things that are um, valuable to people, mm-hmm. that really link back to your brand. It's not about just posting all your listings and open houses and closings. It's posting information and advice and helpful things that link back to the reason you exist as a real estate agent.
0: Yeah. I feel like a lot of, especially real estate agents get very scared for, about new technology. So when they hear they should be posting on social media, they don't know where to start. Yeah. I think that's great advice that a lot of them could be your authentic self. I guess easier said than done though. Right. <laughs>
1: it. It is. And it is a very scary thing. And we hear that quite a bit. But we tell people, they say, you know, I haven't kept up with technology. Mm -hmm. And I always assure them, look, we can teach you how to use technology in like 30 minutes. That's not the problem. The problem is what you put on that technology. Like, what do you put out there? And, uh, and that is where your brand comes in. So when you're defined, it's so much easier. Imagine waking up every morning and knowing exactly what you're going to do that day. It's like, I know who my clients are. I know the the perfect prospect. I know what I've got to do today. I know the message I'm going to put out because it all aligns with the brand. And it's very easy to be frightened by all of that when you don't have the plan in place. Mm-hmm. Just like standing at the door with those full suitcases in each hand and wondering, now where are we going? And how are we going to get there? <laughs> it's, a, it's a great parallel.
0: Yeah. So how should giving back to their community factor into an agent's branding efforts?
2: It, it should be big. It's just as big as social media. It is genuine social media, right? Um, like one of the things that we do, we're very active in all of the high schools uh, and, and around and in and, and around the area and other things, too. You know, there's a lot of good programs, Habitat for Humanity and things like that, that you can be involved in. Uh, that's Number one, it's important because I feel like the give back is is probably – the most important, you know, and being active and surrounded by people that are also selflessly doing things. It's just a fun atmosphere to be around. It really is, you know, and that, and, and that we all do it, you know, like Saturday morning and it's 90 degrees outside. and We're like, man, we're going to go hammer on something today, you know, we Habitat Humanity or something. But then when you get out there, you're like, man, this is the greatest day ever. You know, it's always important to just take the step to go do it. But it's very, it's invaluable as a real estate agent, because I mean, this is our people, like this is where we want to be known. Mm-hmm. Wherever your neighborhood is, right? Your geographical area that you want to farm and brand yourself and be known as, and, and 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 put your acumen out there, and when the fact that you've got something to say, you know, all of that is very important. And then how you blend that in your social media, Grandface teaches you all kinds of ways to do that in a way that it's not like, hey, look at me, look what I did, or look what we did, or pat ourselves on the back. But it is also letting other people in your extended community know that you're active in the community. Mm-hmm. Because if you go to their post, you see that from them. You see their baseball games. You see when they're doing things, uh, you know, at the soup kitchen or at the whatever they might be doing or helping the elderly cut their grass off something other the day where a guy just – stopped the car and got out and told his wife, he goes, I, they were in the neighborhood, she, I'll, I'll see you home in about an hour. And she's like, oh, okay. And he goes over, just takes a lawnmower from a guy and, you know, talks to him for a minute and he cuts this dude's grass. You know, well, they posted that on social media. That's a fantastic story and it's a fantastic theme, right? And everybody was like, you know, 95 million likes on it. I mean, <laughs> it was a cool thing, right? Yeah. We should do the same thing in uh, in our community. We're serving two purposes. We're getting on face-to-face with our neighbors that we want to sell their house and, or help them find a house. And then we're also letting that out to other people in the greater world that are going to be headed towards you to be, have, have that same need
0: feel. Yeah.
1: And, Jonathan, I want to add something to that that I feel is really, really important. So for, you know, almost two decades, I was in the media world, and I dealt with a lot of nonprofit organizations over that time. And uh, it would always surprise me. The clients that I dealt with would say, I'm not going to put, you know, the fact that I Volunteer, or that I give money or whatever to this organization on social media, because I don't want people to think I'm bragging about that. I don't want it to uh, seem like I want people to look at me, look how good, look at all the good works I'm doing, right? And but um, I've had this conversation with a lot of people, and I kind of hope, hopefully, help them put it in perspective. Um, I understand, and can understand the humility of not wanting to do that and can appreciate that very much. But I say, don't hesitate to do that at least sometimes because these nonprofit organizations very often are running on limited funds Mm -hmm. and they're running on a limited staff and every mention they get on social media or anywhere like that is like gold to them. Uh, you tag them, you sing their praises, you share things like that. That means the world to them because without things like that, without people that volunteer and spread the word and share the news, uh, they, many of them would not exist. So I say, if you're hesitant about putting those things out on social media, just rethink it. I understand where you're coming from. You don't have to be obnoxious with it, <laughs> but recognize the, uh, and you can do it in such a way that doesn't say, hey, I gave $50,000 today, mm-hmm. right? You can say things like, um, hey, I just wanted you guys to know about this organization. They're fantastic, and today we participated in this event, or we you know, we and many others contributed to this event that they're having on behalf of blank, you know, so and just putting it out there is not look at me and what I've done for this organization, look what that organization is doing for everybody else. And that's going to spread the goodwill. And that's how you should utilize your brand in terms of, uh, of charity and nonprofit organizations.
0: Yeah, it's a really good point. I mean, I, I can see why people would feel like they're patting themselves on the back for that. But at the same time, I mean, it's getting word out about an important part of their community that they may not know about.
1: Really, mm-hmm. it is.
0: Okay, so we've talked about why you started Brandface, what Brandface kind of does, but can we talk about logistically, say somebody calls you guys up and says, I need you to help me with my brand. What, how do you start?
1: All right, we do what, we, what is called the three Ds. I'll make it super easy for you. The first thing we're going to do is define their point of differentiation. That's the first D define. We're going to take a look at who their ideal customers are, not trying to necessarily box them in. but if you, you know, we we usually work with them on figuring out who those primaries are and who those secondaries are and then what it is they uniquely bring to the table, not only as a real estate professional, but personal things they bring to the table that those ideal customers might appreciate. So once we do that, we, um, We generally come up with what we call a brand identifier, and that would be like a slogan or a tagline, and that is not a brand as a whole. That is just something that is kind of like a marketing hook, so to speak, something to get people to remember you by. So, for instance, we have an agent in Fort Lauderdale who is known as the Home Navigator. And uh, and the home navigator, the reason we assigned that brand to her is because she and her husband are very active in the waterfront lifestyle. They're both um, competitive anglers. They have been in and around the water their whole lives, so they know all of that intracoastal waterway like nobody's business. They have a lot of knowledge of the waterfront um, properties. And so um, Home Navigator made a lot of sense to them because she is very nurturing as a real estate agent. She guides people, which is what navigation means. And it also applies to water in many senses. So that became this awesome marketing hook to just kind of pique interest of in what's Home Navigator. That's pretty cool, right? And she can do a lot creatively with that brand. So then once we determine what that brand identifier is going to be, we move into the development phase. We make sure that we are developing all the messaging for the brand, the imagery, getting the photos done for the agent that will resonate with the brand, the logos, things like that, all those Puzzle parts and pieces—we call them branding elements. Once we get all those puzzle piece pieces in place, then we move into the third phase, which is display. Then we make sure that new brand is displayed correctly and consistently across all of their marketing platforms. So, so that's pretty much the steps that we take. And then from there, they're off like a rocket.
0: That's great. How much feedback do you provide during this? I mean, are you, you're you're walking them through every step of the way.
2: Yes. Yeah, we're working with them in the workshop. If they join the workshop, then we're working with them hand-to-hand. We've got a team that work with us. And uh, even down to Armand is our fashion expert to help them with their photos. Oh, wow. And pick up things that, that, that really make them stand out even more, mm-hmm. you know. You know, we teach in face. It's something that I learned years and years and years and years ago. When I was just a little kid, and when we met this – a professor that had taught my dad in uh, college or something like that, you know, and down in South Georgia and we, we were talking about his accolades and everything that he had done. And he said, well, I've just always looked at life like you should give a shovel full and a little on the handle. And, it, you know, just being from South Georgia digging holes all the time, planting stuff, I guess is, you know, but it made so much sense to me. I was like, you know, that's the way you ought to approach it. You know? And so we teach like in Brandface some of our, our our blessings about uh, how it's just the tiny stuff that makes such a huge difference to people like you know my dad used to say he was in the car business right and he'd be like clean the door jams and i'm like what do they matter and he like people don't notice that they notice it. Mm-hmm. and it, there was there's truth to that right there, it adds another element you may never look at a car and go you know the door jams." sure <laughs> but if they are clean you probably would say to somebody man your car sure always clean and you know because it, it's just a little stuff and we find that so many people miss those little things uh, when they're trying to put together their plan. But people out there looking at them don't miss those mm-hmm. things. They, 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 it, it's not that they pick them out. Oh, look what they did. They don't notice that They don't notice. Right. And then when, when you start adding those little things together, then you take the acumen of, you know, that 5% more effort, that, that 10% more effort that you give because now you have focus. It makes sense. Huge difference in how your business transforms. It's 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 magical because and and it it, it people notice it. I guess is what it boils down yeah. to. And that's what we teach through the whole thing. And that little bit of extra, you know, that little pizzazz here and that little pizzazz there with that little bit of effort, a little more effort, and it's the it's the formula.
0: It reminds me of uh, Apple's packaging. It has nothing to do with the quality of their products. You know, the products themselves are the products, but how they are packaged that changed everything. And now there's however many hundreds of different brands that have updated their packaging to be sleek and minimalist like Apple.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: It's all about the experience.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's right. That's great. All right. Well, my last question is one I ask of everyone, if you could go back to the beginning of your careers, what is one thing you would have done differently?
1: I'll go first on this one. Um, I would say I would have learned my lessons a lot sooner. I I would have been more um, quick to change direction at times, and Brandface would have been started 25 years ago. Uh,
2: mine, mine would be I would be bolder hmm. about about what the work that I've done up until this point, you know, and it's it, I would have been. I would have been a little bit, um, a lot more confident. And that's another thing that we try to teach at Brandface. I would have been more confident in, not not necessarily my ability, because might, I might have been reaching for something I didn't know how to do yet, but in my ability to be able to do it. Uh, you know, and people tend to, I had a guy in my office the other day talking about it. And he's like, well, I just need somebody to show me what to do in real estate. And I'm like, you know what to do in real estate. Now you have to go do <laughs> what you do in real estate, right? That's... You're, you're, you're allowing this false sense of, of lack of confidence. And, it, and I'm on the outside looking in telling you yeah, it's not there. You just feel it inside. And that's what I would overcome that a lot sooner in my years if I had thought of it earlier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> great question, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah,
0: thank you. Uh, great answers. Well, thank you both for joining me. Uh, if somebody wants to learn more about Brandface, uh, how can I get in contact with you?
1: DiscussYourBrand.com. You want to um, schedule a call with us and uh, talk about your challenges and your goals, and let's see if we can get you where you deserve to be. DiscussYourBrand.com.
0: Okay, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the talk, you can subscribe to us on your podcast player of choice, and each of our new episodes will magically download to your phone. You can also leave us a review on iTunes, which helps other real estate professionals find and enjoy the show. Shop Talk is a production of the CE Shop.